0: Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Detroit, Michigan, it's time for Detroit Business Radio. Now, here's your host.
1: Lee Cantor here, another episode of Detroit Business Radio, and this is probably going to be one of the more important ones that we've done so far. Today we have with us LaShawn Bowers, and she is with Toastmasters. Welcome, LaShawn. Thank you. Glad to be here. Well, before we get too far into things, tell us, tell our listeners about Toastmasters. What is that group about and what's kind of the mission and purpose of the group?
0: Toastmasters is a nonprofit organization that has been around about 96
1: years.
0: And it is an organization that is designed to help you enhance your communication and leadership skills. They have uh, over 16,000 clubs and 145 countries. And there are approximately 364,000 members
1: around the world. So it is a global organization. And then the mission is to help people kind of be better communicators. Is that right? Yes, communicators
0: and leaders. The motto right now is Toastmasters is where
1: leaders are made. And then do you know, uh, I know it's been around almost 100 years now. Do you know what was kind of the genesis of the idea? Like, how did it initially get organized? Do you know that?
0: Uh, When they first started in 1924, they were started by a gentleman by the name of Ralph Smithley. And he started a small group in the basement of a YMCA, only men, where they could get get together and socialize and learn how to do toast. Which is why, you know, toast at dinners and celebrations, which which is where the name Toastmasters came from. Folks, so, so eventually they outgrew the YMCA and why Ralph Snatley started having the meetings in his basement. And then a couple of the members said, you know, I really would like my own club so we can do things just a little differently.
1: It grew from there, but for years and years and years, it was only men. And it was only men and it was primarily kind of celebratory toasts. Uh, Yes. And then at some point it evolved into, hey, these are skills that maybe business people or salespeople or other kind of business folks might be interested in, and maybe, and they connected that to leadership at some point.
0: Exactly. It just, it just ballooned from there and. Uh, People came up with more concepts, more ideals. It's evolved so much over the years. I've been a member for about 24 years, and I've seen several, several changes. And all of the changes have been to keep up with the way our world is evolving and to include, you know, all genders and nationalities, all ages. So they just keep changing it to make it
1: better. Now, what attracted you to the organization?
0: Well, I began a job at the government, and I didn't know many people, but I was always a social butterfly. I always had to give for gab. And honestly, I talked so much to anyone I met that they would see me walking down the hall, and they would turn the other way. It's like, oh, my God, not her again. So when I, when I discovered that there was a group in the building, that you could go to and give speeches and those people in the room had to sit and listen to you, oh, I was hooked. I was sold. But then it became more than just a social group. The people there were like my family and a lot of them are still like my family today. And I didn't realize how much I needed to grow. I didn't realize how bad my communication skills really were until I had a group of people there to help me, to evaluate me and help me to grow.
1: And this is a kind of group that's not just a social group. There is a a component of education and coaching and uh, giving people a chance to actually practice what they preach, right?
0: Yes. Yes. When I became a Toastmasters, we used manuals and there were manuals for different types of speeches special occasion speeches after dinner speeches humor speeches now we have what's called pathways and it's entirely online but there are many paths to choose from and you choose a path based on where you want to start to improve first for example if you're in a job and you need to learn how to be better at presentations, PowerPoint, creating slides, being able to effectively give that presentation, there's a path for that. If you need to maybe get a little humor, you know, be a little funnier when you speak, there's a humorous path. If you want to be a radio host, there's a path for that. So you pick paths, based on the skills that you want to learn to
1: enhance first. Now, for you in your career, it sounds like you got uh, initially into it because you thought, oh, this will be a great kind of vehicle for me to, you know, talk in front of other people. But yeah. it sounds like you really leaned into some of the leadership and then you didn't just say, okay, I'll be a member and just show up to do that kind of work, but you were really trying to Take some leadership responsibility and direct kind of mission and purpose of the group that you were part of?
0: Yes, it has helped me tremendously. When I was younger, much younger, I had a speech impediment, a speech impediment that caused my teachers not to call me in class, a speech impediment that caused my classmates to tease me. And actually, when I started working in the government, at the government, I had a manager tell me that I needed a nonverbal job. So they put me in the mailroom thinking that, okay, you know, she doesn't have to speak to anyone, but I wasn't going to stay there. So it's helped me tremendously because, you know, I've I've moved in several positions from the mailroom. I am now a lead IT specialist. And when I applied for that job, the hiring manager called me and she said that she needed someone who could go into the boardroom and make presentations and at least sound as if they know what you're talking about. And Toastmasters helped me do that. And she saw that I had the communication skills and I was selected above all the other applicants. I am so thankful for Toastmasters and the members of my clubs helping me to reach that.
1: And I would uh, imagine that if you're a member of Toastmasters and you have that on your LinkedIn or on your resume, that a lot of folks that are hiring are going to be very happy that you're a part of the team because you have those skills enough to invest in them and kind of do the work that it takes to kind of be part of an organization that that's at the core what they're about communications and then leadership.
0: And leadership. And it's it's taught me teamwork. As I said, we are a group, but we, became a family, and it is the one of the most supportive organizations I know. A lot of people join with the same type of goal, not necessarily the same goal, but the same type of goal to enhance their communication and leadership skills, and we support each other
1: every step of the way. Now, how does kind of is it possible for a business to join as a business to encourage their their employees to become part of this group, or is this where every individual just joins as an individual?
0: They can join as an individual. As I said, we have several clubs. This is District Twenty Eight Toastmasters, and in District Twenty Eight Toastmasters, right now we have ninety three clubs, and we have approximately fifteen hundred members. However we are always looking to support new clubs and help them achieve excellence. So any any business can start a Toastmasters club. They just need 20 people that are willing to get it started. There is a fee for chartering the club, which is normally $125. And then you have to pay $20 per member plus the $45 membership dues. However, Toastmasters International recognizes that we are living in, in unprecedented times and they are trying to help move the clubs along because of course, because of the pandemic, we lost some. So they are eliminating the new charter fee of $125 and the $20 per member, which is a savings of at least $325 to charter club. And that's going on only through January of next year.
1: Wow. So if you are considering doing this, this is a great time to um, take the plunge, right?
0: This is a great time. Not only that, my district, District 28, will also give new clubs a club banner, which costs about $100. And a stand, so that's another two hundred and twenty dollars savings. So that's five hundred and forty-five dollars they will they save if they were to charter a club by the end of January two thousand and twenty-one.
1: And then if somebody's starting a club from scratch like that in their organization. Is there kind of a manual on how to do that or do you coach them up on, okay, this is the best way to get engagement for the the employees? Uh, I would, you know, talk about this kind of uh, things here. I would talk about the leadership here and then the responsibilities. Do you kind of help them along to launch a new uh, Toastmasters?
0: Yes, that is an excellent question. What we would do is we will have a team of people go out to the location And we want the organization, the business, to have as many people there as necessary. But we will have a team of Toastmasters go to the organization. And we are going to put on a kickoff meeting. And what that is, is a Toastmasters meeting, but it's short. It will last maybe 45 minutes. And afterwards, we will... um, answer any kind of questions they have about Toastmasters so they can see how a meeting is run. And then afterwards, the club, once they charter and they send in that paperwork and that money, they will be assigned two sponsors that will stay with them for at least until, the, until they charter. And then after that, they will be assigned two mentors that will stay with them at least six months although many mentors actually become members of the club and stay with the club so that they're not alone out there. Like I said, we're very supportive.
1: Now, does this uh, or do certain industries embrace this more than others? Like if you're in uh, uh, an industry where public speaking is really critical or if you have a lot of salespeople, is that a good organization? Like, does it work better in certain industries than others or is it kind of industry agnostic?
0: We have corporate clubs in all types of businesses, all types of industries. We have them at um, the car, the car plants like Chrysler, GM, Cooper Tires, um, Bosch. We have corporate clubs everywhere. So as long as, like I said, there are 20 people that are willing to join and pay that initial fee, you can have a club there. There, No, clubs are different. There are basics that you should do at each meeting. Like you should have table topics. You should give speeches from the Pathways program and then have someone evaluate those speeches. But clubs are different. So I tell people, go to a club. If that's not the right fit for you, go to another club because there's one that will fit you somewhere.
1: Now, you mentioned that, um, I guess, the meetings have a certain rhythm to them. Can you explain to a person who's never been there what they can kind of expect in general terms?
0: Sure, sure. Of course, most of our meetings are on Zoom right now because we're not uh, physically meeting. There are a few clubs that are having hybrid meetings, so they have people in the room and they also Meet via Zoom or whatever virtual platform they decide to use. But a meeting will begin, and you you have the president. There are seven officers in the club. You have the president who sets the tone for the meeting, and they're probably going to have a business meeting. And then there's agenda. On the agenda, there are many roles, and some of those roles are you have table topics. Table topics is impromptu speaking and everyone is encouraged to participate in table topics you do not have to be a member so the table topic master will give you a topic and you don't know what it is until it's time for you to answer and then you have one to 2 minutes to speak on that topic we have speeches and speeches like i said they, they come from the pathways program and for each project each speech in the pathways program there is an evaluation based on certain objectives. So you have an evaluator who will give you their feedback and they will let you know what they thought you did really well during your presentation and also give you some suggestions for improvement. And that's their insight. We also have roles like the eye counter and the eye counter is going to take note of how many times each person used to fill a words. Because a lot of times we don't realize we're saying, ah, mm, you know, or repeating things until someone tells us, okay, LaShawn, you said ah 10 times during the meetings. And we do that a lot because we're searching for our, our next word. We have a grammarian, someone who presents a word of the day, and then someone who at the end of the meeting will tell you what they thought people said exceptionally well, point out any glaring errors in the English language, things like that. So it's all designed to help you with your communication skills. A lot of times we don't realize what we sound like, so we need someone else (laughs) to support us by letting us know and also giving us suggestions for improvement.
1: Now, these skills seem very, when you say, when you talk about them, they seem very kind of obvious, like everybody should be better at these kind of skills. Do you see this kind of uh, curriculum trickling down into, for younger people, like at at elementary school and high school? I would think these are kind of foundational skills where if you get that right early, you're going to save yourself a lot of heartache later on when it may be a little trickier to learn these new skills.
0: That's true. We do. Now you have to be 18 years old to become a member of Toastmasters, but we also have gavel clubs around the world and gavel clubs are for individuals that are younger than 18. So we have often me and a few other Toastmasters going into elementary schools, middle schools, and set up gavel clubs and teach the youth how to conduct your own meetings. Well, we attend the meetings, but they select their own officers. They have a president, a vice president, a secretary, whatever they need. So, to answer your question, yes, they should trickle down, but then any youth, even though they cannot join until 18, are welcome to attend any meetings. We also have youth leadership which are near and dear to my heart, and that's another chance for us to gather youth together and teach them these skills with the hopes of them finding them a a Toastmasters club after the youth leadership is over. And that's usually six to eight sessions where we will conduct presentations on um, interviewing skills or how to communicate with your boss, real life skills that they can use once they graduate high school and they're really ready to go into the workforce.
1: Well, LaChan, this must be very rewarding work, knowing the impact you're having on so many people and the ripple effects that that effect has on all those people's uh, community. It's just very impressive that you're able to do this and, and serve and lead these folks because it's so important.
0: I love it. I really love it. Toastmasters has given me so much. Like I said, when I became a member, I just wanted to socialize and I just wanted to meet some of my fellow coworkers. That was 24 years ago. I am now serving as district director of this wonderful district, which means I am the overseer of the entire district, all 93 clubs, 1500 members. And this is my second time as district director. It is a lot of work, but as you said, it is so rewarding. This organization has given me so much, and I just want to give back. And knowing that we can influence our youth, that we can help our youth, just makes it that much more rewarding. So I love it. I love it. As I said, a member of 24, for 24 years at one time, I belonged to eight clubs. And when you belong to multiple clubs, it means you pay multiple dues. I see it. It was well worth the investment. Right now, dues are $45 every six months. Well worth the investment. Each club offered something I needed, and each club gave me a chance to give back. So I just love it.
1: Now, before we wrap, can you, is there a piece of advice for maybe a new public speakers or some basic uh, skills that you can share, some, maybe some easy things that people can incorporate into their speaking that help give them more clarity and more maybe power and persuasion skills? Is there any kind of uh, advice you can share?
0: One thing I would say is to always request feedback you want to know how you're doing and you need, as I said, you need someone else to tell you that, we say that evaluations are the breakfast of champions. So always request feedback. So if you're in a business meeting with someone, maybe contact them later and say, you know, it was wonderful chatting with you. And I just want to make sure we're on the same page. What did you think about what we said? Or if you're in a, a meeting with your team, you know, maybe there's one person there you can go to and say, Ask me, tell me what your perception of, is of what just happened here. Also, there are some wonderful um, webinars and videos out there presented by Toastmasters International, presented by some of the world champions. Each year, Toastmasters International has a contest to select the world champion of public speaking. And they all have some really great videos out there with some really great tips. And I would say just do it. Uh, Attend a meeting. And because now that we're meeting on a virtual platform, it is so easy to do. If you go to the Toastmasters International website, Toastmasters dot org and click on find a club you can put in a zip code you can put in a day or time of the week that's more convenient for you and find a club and just go.
1: Now um, is there a story that you can remember that uh, maybe somebody you met that went through Toastmasters and really uh, after going through it were able to take their maybe career or their job or their business to a new level because of the skills I learned?
0: Oh my God. There are so many stories, so many stories. We have a member of Toastmasters who was having a very hard time selling real estate. And now he is doing so well because he knows now how to connect with his audience, how to engage his clients and how to communicate with them on a level that they will both understand. I honestly consider myself a success story. Like I said, I was teased something awful in school. I fought a lot in school. (laughs) So I was kicked out a lot because the kids just, they teased me. There were so many words that I could not pronounce. So a lot of times I just would not speak. Until I got to the government and became a member of Toastmasters, now I MC programs everywhere. And I just try to encourage people because I know
1: it works. Now, if somebody wanted to learn more, again, the website for Toastmasters
0: is toastmasters.org. I invite anyone with any questions to reach out to me. As I said, I am district director of District 28 Toastmasters. And well, my email address is a little long, but it's my name, LaShawn Bowers, L-A-S-H-O-N-B-O-W-E-R-S-D as in doll 28 at gmail.com. I am always, always willing and happy to answer any questions, to direct someone to a club, to even if they wanted to go to a club and didn't want to go alone, if, I, if I'm available, I will even go to a club with them because I think it's worth the time and it's worth
1: the effort. Well, LaShawn, congratulations on all your success and thank you so much for the work you're doing. It is very important and we appreciate you.
0: Thank you for having me. I appreciate you.
1: All right, this is Lee Cantor. We will see you all next time on Detroit Business Radio.